Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today, we're starting a two-part series. It's two parts because I know for sure it's going to be way too long for one. So I really want to introduce to you uh, a new idea. Um, We're talking about the six love supplies, okay? So similar to the five love languages, if you know about Gary Chapman's work, um, but a little bit different. So how do you prefer to be loved? How do you prefer to show love? And how do the people in your life want to really feel loved? Okay, so we're going to talk about those six love supplies and how it affects your life. Okay, so you need to know it for you. You need to know it for your significant others, for your coworkers, And, you know, knowing it and applying it is going to help you lead a richer and fuller life. So today is part one. Uh, I will ask you, hey, consider, do you have a friend who, you know, maybe they have some drama in their life. Maybe they have some relationship issues. Maybe they're, they're really in a, uh, maybe a struggling marriage. Would you consider sending this to a friend who might need to know this information? Awesome. Enjoy. So let's just jump right in today. So I have a mentor, Paul Martinelli. Some of you may know him. If you don't, I would highly recommend that you go look him up on any social media platform. Um, And you can also search for Empowered Living. That's a great place to plug into his work. So Paul Martinelli uh, has been my mentor for about five years now. He wrote a book recently, and it's really in addition to the Think and Grow Rich book. So long story short, he said, you know, Think and Grow Rich is really great. And maybe you've, you've attended our Think and Grow Rich 2020 course, and it really is a great book. However, there are three principles that he feels like Napoleon Hill left out of that book, that in order to really have this rich, deep life, not just make money, not just get rich, right? But to really have a rich and deep life, you've got to have those three missing principles. So he wrote the book and and in the book, the three principles are uh, love, forgiveness, and generosity, okay? I love it. I love it, especially in combination with Think and Grow Rich. So if you want, you can get the book. It's called The Missing Chapters, an Epilogue to Think and Grow Rich. Again, it's on Amazon. Look for Paul Martinelli or Think and Grow Rich. You'll see it. Um, You know, I I don't necessarily always plug uh, other authors, but it's had such a significant impact on me that I really wanted to share that with you. So there are so much in that book that I could talk to you about, but I really want to talk to you about one teeny tiny section within the love chapter. And the reason being is because I've had several people really come up to me lately and and have a lot of questions about loving other people in a really great way and also about loving themselves. So I really, I've been working with coaching clients using these principles actually probably for the last six or seven months. Uh, and if you're listening and you're, you're, you've been working with me, you know it's been kind of an intense journey. And so I really wanted to share with you just a few thoughts on, on that one little section of that chapter in that book, okay? So he talks in the love section that there are six love supplies, okay? So there's six love supplies. Now, first of all, let me just tell you this. I already know I'm going to have way too much for, for one episode. 
Okay, so I'm going to share with you the first three today. And then tomorrow's episode, I'm going to share with you part two. Okay. Now, if you know, if you've studied it all and been around, you know, personal development, self-development for any length of time, you know that Gary Chapman wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. And actually, there's some additional ones. I think there's one just for dealing with children. Uh, but one of them that I really like is the five love languages and how you say you're, you're sorry, how you apologize. I think that's really cool. So let me tell you what the six supplies are. And then you can, uh, I'll tell you about the first three, okay? So the, the first one is being listened to, okay, being listened to. The second one is receiving praise and acknowledgement. The third one is physical touch. Number four is being supported in your goals and dreams. Number five is receiving loving and constructive feedback. And number six is the keeping of agreements. Okay, so he says those are the six love supplies. Now, let me tell you about the first three. So let's talk about being listened to. All right. Let's talk about listening, okay? Your job is not necessarily to listen to their words. Your job is not to listen so that you can respond, okay? Your job is to connect, not just talk. If you want a really good book uh, about this, John Maxwell wrote a book called Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. I love it. It's got amazing communication principles in that book. Please, if you're a part of a team, you might want to do a book study on that one, okay? So we, have you ever been with a person who you're talking to them and you can tell they are totally disengaged from the conversation? Or... There used to be one or two people I knew in my younger days who you could tell you're just talking to me because you have no one else to talk to. And as soon as somebody else that comes that's more interesting, you're gone. Right. You can tell that. Now, you know, you might not be able to to consciously pick up those clues, but subconsciously you're like, yeah, we're not connecting. Right. So being listened to is is not about did you hear what I just said? It's did you see me? Did you hear me? Did you know me? Right? So here I am laying my heart out to you. Can you, can you notice me? Okay. Um, I, I've done a lot of work with coaching clients on communication. We, we often do um, a DISC report. So DISC, if you're unfamiliar, is a personality um, style. Um, based on research, 25 plus years, um, Dr. Robert Rome, R-O-H-M, created it. Um, and as a part of the John Maxwell team, I have communication reports that are based on DISC. So you take a little quiz, it tells you this is how I prefer to communicate, right? So for example, if you are uh, an outgoing, very task-oriented person, you're driven, you love results, you're like, let's get it done, right? Sometimes your communication style, which tends to be direct, right? Like bullet points, okay? Don't, don't tell me the whole story, let's just get moving, right? Sometimes that communication style doesn't necessarily line up with somebody else. So maybe the I type personality is very outgoing, but they're people oriented. And they tend to communicate in long kind of winding stories with lots of emotions and lots of characters. And at some point you're like, 
what's my role in this conversation? Do I need to know what's going on? If so, I need to take notes or draw a picture, right? So if you have a direct personality style and you're talking to somebody who, who is more of the I type, guess what? If their love supply, if how they feel loved is being listened to and you don't listen to them, you're not going to connect, right? So understand how you prefer to communicate and how the other person prefers to communicate. So when you love another person, it has nothing to do with your preference, okay? I'll give you a great example. You know, my 11-year-old my, my daughter is that I-type personality. I know that when I sit and I listen to that really long story and I try to connect with her, right? So, you know, I might ask a question every now and then or I paraphrase something that she says. We're connecting and she feels loved. Might not be how I want to spend my time, but that's what she needs, okay? Now, maybe, maybe this is how you feel loved, right? Being listened to, you're like, oh yeah, when I sit and I talk to somebody and I, I, they're my, they're my person, right? Maybe this is your love supply, but for whatever reason, you're not getting that, okay? Maybe, you know, during COVID, you're just isolated and you're not getting that, or could be, you know, maybe, maybe you're in a relationship with somebody and they just don't know how to do this, right? So for whatever reason, that love supply is not getting to you. So what do you do? Well, first of all, I'm always a proponent of, you know, speak up for yourself. Say, this is what I need. Sometimes, though, that other person can't do it, right? They're either not capable of listening well, like they don't have the skill set, or they might not be willing, okay? So what do you do? Well, you got to ask yourself, how do I listen to myself? How do I listen to myself? It, it, then it goes into a self-love thing. Do I listen to myself? And if so, what's the evidence of that, right? And I believe from my own personal experience, the more that you walk out this self-love and say, okay, this person isn't listening to me, and then you immediately bring that back to you and say, well, wait a minute, am I listening to me? I believe that that is going to help you grow and you're going to feel loved, okay? So being listened to. All right, the next one is receiving praise and acknowledgement. Praise and acknowledgement. Again, did you see me? Did you notice me, right? This, uh, the best catchphrase for this, honestly, is catch people doing something right, okay? Um, you you want to practice your noticing skills. So, for example, when my 11-year-old comes in and she's got that I-type personality, which, by the way, they are party lovers. They love to be around party. They love to be uh, uh, noticed, right? If you give them a high five or a sticker, it's like their heart is happy, okay? They want to have praise and acknowledgement and be noticed for the good things. And listen, if you don't notice them for that, guess what? They're going to create some sort of havoc so you can notice them because it's not about, you know, trying to be a jerk. It's that's how they're wired. Okay. They're not weird. They're just wired that way. So receiving praise and acknowledgement, practice noticing. Now, what can you notice? Honestly, with, with my daughter, I noticed, um, Hey, every time she comes in the room, I make sure I greet her by name. Hey, Ellie, how are you? Every single time. Yesterday, I had to do a whole bunch of work. So instead of doing it here at my desk, I did it over, you know, in, in a chair with the coffee table. She was playing with Legos. Hey, you know, every time she built something cool, I could look at it right away. You know, praise and acknowledgement. 
Okay. Um, sometimes it's about clothes, right? Hey, oh my gosh, you got a really bright shirt on today. Or with her, she loves math, but sometimes she gets into a really difficult math problem. So when she solves it, I say, oh my gosh, you worked really hard on, on solving that problem. How does that feel? Right? So just notice because you're loving somebody when you do that. They're always asking, did you see me? Did you see what I just did? Now again, maybe this one is yours. That's how you feel love and you're like, yes, Michelle, you're speaking my language. But maybe the people you're around, that's not how they give love. So speak up for yourself. And if they're not able or if they're practicing towards becoming more able, right, then, you know, you can look at it and say, okay, how do I, how do I notice myself? Right. So having that good self inner talk of like, you know, you, you, maybe you just create, did a really cool math problem and you can say, look at that, Michelle, you did a great job on that. OK, so don't wait for other people to love you. Love yourself. OK, now the last one I'll be pretty quick on. It's about physical touch. Now, obviously, this is about appropriate physical touch. OK, um, th this really is. Um, I'll, I'll t let me clarify what appropriate is, okay? It's not just appropriate in the, the um, sexual, non-sexual way, but it's also appropriate in know your audience. So for example, with my t three kids, uh, sometimes I'll walk in the room and my, my son is there and I know that touch is important to him, so I'll just like put my hand on his shoulder um, just to let him know, hey, I see you, right? With my daughter, Ellie, I absolutely, especially if she's having a moment, is what we call it in our house, going over and rubbing her back because I know that that's gonna calm her down. Now, my middle child, my 13-year-old, absolutely hates physical touch and always has. This is just not her thing. So appropriate touch with her would be no touch. <laughs> would be, you know, you got to wait until she kind of warms up to you and then maybe you can you can take it, you know, a little bit, but you got to only take it as far as she wants it, right? That's appropriate. Um, I love how Paul Martinelli describes it in his book. He says, you know, think about it this way. Let's say you're going out to a networking event um, and you don't know, maybe that person is a physical touch, but one thing that you could do is you could you could shake their hand and he says, be in the hand. Like, put your soul in the hand, right? Because you can feel that connection with somebody else. Don't just, oh, you know, it's something I gotta do. Like, hey man, hey, I love ya. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, so again, maybe this one's not yours. Okay, I know of, of several friends of mine that um, they are living alone. So during COVID, that, that's been an issue. Um, one of my friends actually went out and bought a puppy because she's like, I need some sort of touch, right? I know other friends who they're alone, but they, they try to go out to networking events or even go out to crowds, you know, because there's that, you know, appropriate kind of rubbing of shoulders kind of thing that happens. If this is not yours, I just want you to think about how could you still feel um, that love, you know, maybe it's yours, but you're not getting it. How could you still feel that love from other people or from yourself? Okay. So, uh, obviously tomorrow I'm going to share with you part two, because I think that's really important. I'll, I'll share the, the, um, number four, five, and six with you, but I really want you to reflect on these three. Okay. So instead of looking at all six of them right now, just look at these three. Which ones of these three would you say are yours? Okay, 
So, you know, maybe being listened to is the only one. Maybe all three of them are. Which ones are yours? Which ones are the people that you're closest to, especially the people that live in your house? Okay. Hey, and would you consider, you know, if you've gotten anything out of this today, would you consider sending it to a friend and just saying, hey, oh my gosh, this was so cool. Which one of these are you? And by the way, there's going to be part two tomorrow. I'll send you that too. Okay. Would you consider sending this to a friend who might need it? Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. With that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.